The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KTV AM 1500. The following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. Another uh, last Saturday of every month edition of Village Bank uh, Radio. We're talking with Alicia Webb, who is the president of Village Bank. And all of these classes, of course, are an educational path to building, growing, starting, acquiring, selling a business. They're all about business and finance and how to go from where you are now to where you want to go. And in fairness, that's exactly what this show is about. Uh, Village Bank is a community bank for entrepreneurs built by an entrepreneur, that being Alicia's father, who's an amazing guy. Uh, survive and thrive for 21. You know, the whole notion of how to turn lemons into lemonade. And that's what we've been talking about doing. And many, many people through us have been able to do exactly that. So that's what we're talking about. If you want to find Village Bank, you simply go to W www.villagebankonline.bank forward slash strong 21. So, so far we've covered existing topics ranging all the way from the SBA loans and financing, PPP loans, things of that nature. Knowing your numbers and acquiring businesses, that means buying businesses to maybe build and grow your own business. You can listen to the recorded podcast by simply going to the show page and downloading the podcast. I think you will absolutely love them. If you have questions that we have not addressed while you're listening Great to have a notepad right alongside of you so you can take notes. And if you have questions, things that we did not answer, did not cover or illustrate or elucidate within those uh, shows that you just need to have answered, by all means, send an email to us, message us uh, on LinkedIn, uh, whatever it is you, you need to know, we are here to answer those questions. So with that... We're going to talk about what's next in your business. Now, it might seem a little early in the year, but we already want to be talking about growth and expansion into the next year because you know what? It's coming at us fast. Shortly, it's going to be Halloween, Thanksgiving, holiday season, and then the new year. And the next thing you know, we're making New Year's resolutions. Well, hey, man, let's think about them right now. So the why and the how of doing that, the strategic plan. Now is the time to draft a strategic plan for next year so your team has clear goals and a clear path to achieve them. So that's what we're here to talk about, Alicia. What do you think? I don't think it's too early at all, <laughs> right? We always, as entrepreneurs, what's next, what's next, and what is next? Um, I think clearly asking the question, did you have a strong 21? And is there anything you would have done differently? Let's think about that. We've been, I mean, I guess it's, we've been talking nine months now about SBA, 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 low rates, low rates, low rates, amortizing debt. Do you need debt? Should you get debt right now? What's next for your business? Buying, selling, et cetera. Did you do any of it? Did you write down what your goals are for the second half of the year? If you didn't look at that, I think now is the time to do it because Fed came out this week. Rates are not going up. 
SBA, still a great uh, absolute for entrepreneurs today to look at the rates, the terms, be thinking five, seven, 10 years on a 504, be thinking a 25 year fixed rate on owner occupied real estate. That is how you make money. That's how you build wealth. Even in these times when people are working from home. Yesterday, I had an opportunity to be with the Minneapolis Rotary. Folks are telling me we just took on more space in Minneapolis. So people still need space. They might be there three days a week, four days a week, but they still need space. Why? Business owners need to collaborate with their teams. Teams need to feel like they can look each other in the eyeballs and build a plan together. Well, you know, the first thing that it comes to my my mind as we talk about that, and and we do talk a lot about financing, but as I've said on the video that Alicia was so good to include me in for their company, Village Bank, uh, limitation to growth in many businesses is, and many, almost all of them, frankly, is their ability or access to financing. So that's so very, very important. And if you're sitting there thinking about, you want your business to grow. How would you define that? Well, c- consider a number. Whatever it is that you're doing in terms of sales this year, what would you like to do the next year? And then take a look at a business that may be in the similar industry and what that looks like in terms of manpower, uh, physical space that they occupy, the amount of volume of product that they buy and sell, and morph yourself into that. Well, more often than not, that's going to take financing. That's going to take money to do that. And so how will you go about positioning yourself to do exactly that? And of course, the more clear the vision becomes, the more real it becomes, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that, you know, it's it's interesting because I'm second generation. So if I say to Don, my, my dad, or even my husband, who is an entrepreneur, happy birthday, by the way, my very favorite entrepreneur, he they'll both say plan like we do what has to get done we get things done i will say as a second generation entrepreneur a plan is so important you have to have that plan in place to know if rates go up what am i going to do if rates go down what am i going to do and really the strategic planning piece is about how are you going to communicate that how are we always communicating that because remember to your banker you or to your accountant or to your team, you have to be able to communicate what's next so they have confidence in you. They have confidence in the plan. They have confidence that they can get it done and how it will get done. So when we talk about a strategic plan and what that goal is, think out as that owner and that entrepreneur, where do you wanna be in 10 years, five years, three years, and then a year, and break that down. So if you have a goal of you want to increase, you want to double revenue, or you want to triple revenue, what does that look like? What is a good measure of that? Because I, I, I don't necessarily just look at, I sell $10 today, I want to sell $20 next year. How can you do a return on asset, a return on equity, or a return on um, investment? You can Google ROI, ROE, ROA, very easy, but have a metrics because remember, as your business gets larger, as you scale, those metrics change and you want to be able to scale with that business. You want to understand what that return is as the business grows. Now, listen, things happen like COVID. It will change. You won't look exactly like you think you will in 10 years, 
but at least you have some direction that you can be sharing with your team, your banker, and your accountant, your attorney, all those advisors that you need to have around the table. That is vital. Well, you know, having a a plan, it's intriguing to explore that point, which is that you really should have a continual operational business plan. So often people perceive that they need a business plan simply to get a loan. They write a business plan to get a loan or to get a grant. A business plan is something that you have, you keep, and you, and you hearken back to continuously, and it's in constant evolution. So... Where you want to go and how you get there cannot be a wish or a hope. It has to be a strategic plan. And so there lies the beginning of maybe where you want to go in the following year, putting together a strategic plan, an operational business plan to get you from where you are today to where you want to be. And again, if that seems obscure, you're not sure, you don't know how to look at it, again, Copycat Marketing 101, look at other businesses that are already doing a larger volume that you want to do and what do they look like and how you, how can you morph yourself into that in the future and then create a strategic plan to do exactly that. Absolutely. I, I would also argue, what are they not doing or what are they doing not very well, right? Or, or what's another business that's implementing differently and potentially you could implement that in your industry. You know, if you've never done strategic planning or like thinking about, you know, what it's just thinking what's next. Some really simple questions are who is your customer? Who's your customer? Like maybe you just write down a couple facts. Like for us, it's a small business. It's a business. It's a growing business. It's an entrepreneur buying, acquiring, merging that really needs an advisor, right? Like they need someone that they can sit down with, whether it's have a beer, have a coffee, sit in the office, whatever it is. They want someone that they can feel free to text, email, call, meet with, whatever that might be. Who's your customer? What do they, well, is that the customer you want or who do you want to be your customer? Think about what they are, who they are. Um, what do they need? Are you providing all of those services today? Do they need something differently? Um, is there any other services that you could provide for them? Um, how much would it cost to provide those services? Can you afford that today? Do you have a plan for that? Again, what would that ROI be? What would you have to invest to have that other service, that other trinket, that other product? Be thinking about how much you have to invest, how long before you would make that investment up, your return on that investment. What's the time? Are you giving yourself a year? Are you giving yourself three years? What would that return on that investment be? Do you need another employee? Do you need software or technology? Do you want to do this? Are you like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm out in three years. I'm not investing. (laughs) So then look for someone that needs your business and start to write down those, okay, who would buy my business? And maybe I link in with them. And I have a cup of coffee letting them know. Hmm, maybe, right? Think about that. There's so many, those are opportunities to start to think about strategic planning. And listen, if you're like the entrepreneur, the solopreneur and you're in the box, you're like, I don't want to share this with my manager. I'm not sure. But write them down for yourself. Start to journal for yourself and even look back in three months and say, well, that was a stupid idea. Never mind, cross it out. Or gosh, I haven't done anything with that yet. I need to think about that. Those are things that just start to write these ideas down. I mean, listen, I'm not too proud to say I've written down some really 
stupid things <laughs> and, and 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 it's honestly it's humbling for me because i'm like all right I, I really don't know everything i guess my team's really right but there are these nuggets that will pop up that you're like yes okay this is all starting to come together now and and that's that's important and share that with your banker share that with your business advisor share that with your accountant well you know as you as you talk about well i, I for me when i when i said that you look at other businesses and that are larger and you morph but one of the most valuable and telling things is to determine why people are having challenges with that company what are the frustrations with that company what are they not doing well to your point and obviously when you see that that creates opportunity that creates opportunity for you to do those things much better as you grow and take market share from those people. So be aware of that. But then in addition to that, what about your own business as it sits right now? What is it that people are saying about you that is not so good? See, the problem is when it, when it's your own business, it's like your own child and you on some level resent that and want to push back and, and defend yourself about why you don't do what you do. But you know what? It is what it is. And so for the rest of the world, when they're looking out, they're saying they don't do this well or they don't do that well. You need to just back off, take a 10,000 foot view and say, okay, whether whether I have a good argument for it or not, the point is that people are frustrated with it. How can we do it better if we're going to grow? We, we're always we're either growing or we're, or we're de- declining. That's it. There's no stay the same. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. As an athlete, you probably can't pay, play professional basketball and professional baseball and be an Olympic swimmer, right? Can't do it all. You might be able to do one of them. Can't do them all. Village Bank is no different. We're really great with business. We're really great with small business and we're really great with SBA and commercial real estate. Those are probably, those are the two that we shine and we outshine a lot of banks. Now, if you're going to open up a personal savings account with us, we're fine. If you want to know the temperature and the time on the cor- <laughs> every corner of Minnesota, we're probably not your guys, right? Or your ladies. That That's just not what we do really, really great. But if you're a business and you got your own village and you want them to come all open up a checking accounts with us because you're going to put um, their payroll into their account every two weeks or every week, or we're great at that. We can make sure they're set up. We can, So it's find what you're great at and do it really, really well. And don't make excuses for why you don't do the rest because you can't do everything. You you can't. And that's okay. I think it's important that businesses own their segment. They own who their customer is and they focus. It's important to understand when you're growing that your salary is not profit to the business. One of the most important things Alicia brought up is your metrics. And one of them is return on investment. Well, Alicia, I got to tell you, the vast majority of smaller business owners don't even know what their return on investment is. They'll tell you it's 30, 40%, but the reality is they have no idea. And when I'm looking at your return on investment, I'm always concerned with if we replace you. Maybe your sense is, well, you better never replace me. Well, look, if the business is to grow and we're to take what you've done and create and and, and perceive it as a, a prototype, a model that we will duplicate, well, we're not going to have you at every location. So what is it going to take realistically in real dollars to replace you? And then what's left that the business actually earns as profit? 
And as Alicia says, remember something. As you grow a business, you're expanding and you're putting different levels of marketing and management. And each time you do, you are more likely diluting the profit margin. So if you don't start with a good profit margin to begin with, your business may not be positioned properly for scale in the first place. And that may be the first thing you need to address. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when you think about your ROI, you know, I'm I'm having this conversation internally right now. It doesn't necessarily mean, well, I put $30,000 down on that. So how, how long before I make 30 grand? No, think, think about it differently. Where are you going and what do you want? Will you be able to do, um, your widget more efficiently? Will you produce more? Will you hire less people? Will you, um, sell more? Is it a way to make your clients more sticky? Like what is it? And find some measurements that are easy to track. Don't make it difficult. Um, I think that it's not, don't judge your company based on just revenue because today what the bank did 20 years ago, we better beat that. We better beat it by a lot because we have grown and we have scaled. Same for your company. Selling $100 this year and selling 200 next year. I mean, maybe you should be selling a thousand next year. Just to keep people employed, right? Absolutely. I mean, if employment and the responsibility for the commitment that your team has made to you is not keeping you up at night, like it it needs to, you have to be thinking about how are you going to keep that team there? How are you going to keep them engaged? How are you going, how will you get them to continue to trust you and see your vision and be brave enough to tell you when you're wrong too? You know, it's it's such an. Uh, 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 I immediately I think about this because I have all of these business owners I'm working with who struggle with labor challenges. That just means finding the manpower, woman power, to actually fill the spots if they should grow. That's one of their biggest issues. And the one thing I can tell you right now is having an aggressive plan for growth, wherein a business is is on the grow. That alone attracts people, even at the lower levels, because they know that as the business grows, other positions at higher levels will open up and they have a future. When you're involved in a business and everybody who's running the business has the same last name, trust me, a lot of people are not all that enthusiastic about coming to work for you. You need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And so how will you attract people if you've got a business and, a, and, a, and an owner yourself where it is on the grow? You're expanding, you're expanding, you're expanding. That attracts all kinds of higher level, better qualified candidates as a result that they see a place for them in the future within that growth. Very important. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Um, I, I can't. It, it, the one thing I will say, and I, I hope this is okay to say that right now, businesses have to continue to evolve and grow. And I think it's so important to. Um, and I'm having these conversations, allow teams to fail right now. So as that owner, I know fail, like that word doesn't exist. <laughs> it's entrepreneur, like we don't fail. I get it. We work through it. But ex- that's my exact point. That's why allow your teams to think differently right now and bring something new to the table and give yourself that measurement and that time to say, okay, we're going to invest. We're going to try this. And we know what we're supposed to do. We know how long we have to get there. Now we're going to go do it. And if it doesn't work, all right, what worked and what didn't work? What's next? What's next? Because the last thing you want to do is be in a yes man culture or a yes 
you know, lady culture, whatever here, that we're not, we're not allowing our teams to think outside of the box. Like we often talk about if we're an entrepreneur's bank, let us be an entrepreneur's team because we have to do that. We have to keep thinking about our business that just happens to be in banking. If you're not growing, you're, you're stagnating and human beings need to achieve. And so if you want to take the, take their focus and get their energy and their juices flowing, you've got to continually have new opportunities, new objectives, new goals to get them excited and keep them engaged. It isn't just about the money. It's about they need to be fulfilled. We all do, don't we? And so if a company's on the grow, then it does that. And if it isn't, well, then don't be surprised if you're losing people. Absolutely. I mean, think back to before you were an entrepreneur, before you started your business. You're probably a top performer. You're probably looking at your boss saying, oh my gosh, why isn't he thinking about this? Or she's not think- even mentioning this, right? They And you're like, I'm done. I'm going to go start my own thing. Well, guess what? That's who your A players are today. So how do you make sure they're not thinking you're an idiot or that you're not even thinking about them? <laughs> I mean, I you know, to be honest, yeah. like I've got A players and I know if I don't listen and engage them and let them, Keep them run occupied. with their ideas yeah. and own it. Yeah, that's a problem. We're going to take a break here. I, I just love this topic because it's it's so relevant to every business. And uh, boy, oh boy, we could, we could keep going. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. Today, again, is the last Saturday of every month. We are always doing our shows with Village Bank. Last Saturday of every month, our master's classes on how to build and grow your business and how to finance that growth and strategically plan. We will be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman, you need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 
Sports, 763-559-3800. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY. Or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. If you're a business owner, I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguy.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Tumble out of bed. 
bed and I stumble to the kitchen for myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to... Hey, hey, welcome back. I love the start of that. I just love that. <laughs> Cheers just, to a cup of ambition. Yeah, it just reminds me of seeing, you know, coffee percolating. I mean, I just love it, love it, love it. So, uh, we are talking about growing. We're talking about how to get there, where the opportunities are, preparing to jump next year. Think of yourself as a spring, and you're compressing that spring to explode and expand, and you're looking at all the opportunities. You're, you're creating a strategic plan to do exactly that. And so, what do you look to? How do you, how do you look at doing that? Well, there is a, there is a, term called SWOT, S-W-O-T, analysis, and we're going to cover a little bit about that. So, Alicia, Alicia, let's start with SWOT, the S. What does the S stand for? Strengths. And let me preface this part of the conversation by knowing if I was having this conversation with a lot of entrepreneurs, they'd say, like, I don't care about SWOT. So, let's think, like, let's break this down to just say, what's this, what are the strengths that your business has today? You know, is it servicing your clients? Is it follow-up? Is your service or your widget the best in town? They can't find the service anywhere. Is it your salespeople? Is it your operations department? Is it your technology? Is it your location? Is it your social media? Is it your brand? What are the strengths of your company? Well, when you're measuring your growth, that's just, hey, what, what are you already good at? What are the things that you're really good at? The next thing is weaknesses, S-W-O-T, weaknesses. So what's that about? So weaknesses are, what aren't you good at, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't have a great financing package. Maybe your location isn't great. Maybe you've never been on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, maybe you just lost three employees. Maybe your your client is X, your sale, your price point, your average customer has two products. You wish they had five. Maybe their price point is $19 and you wish it was $39. And I encourage you entrepreneurs, because I fall into this trap too. Don't get in your own head and say, I'm really good at this. And I'm, uh, this is where we're not good. Ask your customers, ask your employees, ask your prospects, ask people around you who, what are we good at? And what are we not so good at? And you're going to start to pick up some trends. I promise you will be surprised. That's what I was kind of getting at earlier. You know, it's it, you when when you are you know underperforming or weak or feel insecurity about certain elements. Your natural inclination is to defend. Mm-hmm. You have to avoid that because you know what. Regardless of whether you have a good explanation or not or a good reason, it is what it is. And if that's how you're perceived, then you have to let, you have to just, you know, deal with that. And if your competition is also weak in that area, what that really represents is an opportunity. So if industry wide, this is a challenge for everybody, is there a way to solve that? You know, what is that weakness? How can you shore that up? And that's one of your, your, your questions and concerns or considerations for growth. The next one, oh, opportunities. What are those about? Absolutely. So I think first it's that, that planning piece we talked about. Where do we want to be? Where do we want to go? You're looking at your strengths. You're looking at your weaknesses. And in between, there's opportunities. So making sure you know where you're going, what the strength is, what the weakness is, how do I find an opportunity to get to where I want to be? Um, is it 
a new hire, new location, technology, technology, software, software. I cannot say that enough. Um, what is that opportunity in the market? Did a local company just sell to a national? So now there's a pl- employees that are maybe available. There's customers that might be available. There's territory that might be available. You know, what, where is that opportunity? You know, the, the interesting thing about growing is that a lot of people have not created a, a company image that lends itself to a brand. Well, one, they may not have even thought about brand in the first place. So how in the world could they ever build a brand when they don't even have one, per se? And if you do have a brand, you have thought about it. You have created that brand, not just not just on, you know, a little logo on your business card, but what is it that you want to be known and perceived for? for? Then you want to build that out. Because your goal is obviously going to be to, to create more volume, more business. So how are you going to do that? Are you going to do that by improving your website? Are they, are you going to do that by improving your, your visibility through places like LinkedIn and Facebook and, and, you know, whatever else, social media, uh, whatever it is you're doing. And then if you do go ahead and accomplish that, remember all these things take money, then you have to build infrastructure to support that growth. And what does that look like and how much money will that cost? Because the irony is it's very hard to do that organically. I mean, unless you got a whole lot of money that you don't need for the ups and downs in your cyclical cash flow, you have to have money set aside to be able to do that. Otherwise, because when you grow, you subsidize that growth. You bring on new people, you put your money into marketing. Well, that doesn't dollar for dollar pay you. No, then that's a decision that entrepreneurs have to make. I think, again, it's that long-term plan. What do you want? So think about the extra, you know, a hundred grand that you have at the end of the year. You're going to take it out and buy the boat? Because you can. That's right, fine. Right. There's, you know, no shame. Buy the boat or you're going to take the hundred grand and you're going to stick it back in. You're going to build infrastructure. You're going to buy some technology for, you know, technology for making appointments, booking appointments online for your services, right? Or are you going to buy the shiny boat? Because again, you can buy the shiny boat. You can buy the shiny software. It's just a decision. And it's really yes or no. Because I feel like at times entrepreneurs are like, well, but I've earned this. I deserve this. You do. And that's okay. But remember then, you're not going to get that scale that you want. Now, on the other hand, you could take out a 7A loan, an SBA 7A loan, and you could pay interest on that. Interest is really low right now. You can make that investment. But again, that's where you have to come in and say, what's my, what is my ROI going to be on that? What's my ROI and how long was my payback period and how long is it going to take me to hit that ROI? Do I have the right team to implement it? Moving back, though, to that branding piece and that social media piece, I cannot stress this enough. Let's say you're a plumber. You're not just a plumber. You are. I love Erickson's plumbing, right? Great client. Hi, Stacy. Um, I love them. They are fantastic. They will get out. They will help you right away during PPP time. They kept everyone employed. Plus, they donated their services to nonprofits, churches, schools, employees, anyone that needed it because they felt it was so important to give back to the community. I know exactly what Erickson Plumbing stands for because they share their values. I know when they'll service me quickly, fast. They know my name. I feel safe when they come into my house with my children. I All these things that are important to me as their customer. So I don't need a plumber. 
I need Stacy at Erickson's. Well, that's and and that's all relates to brand recognition. You perceive them to be this way. You don't know everybody who works there. You just know that this is something that they concern themselves with. Remember, as a business owner. The minute that you step out of the practitioner space, meaning you're no longer doing the work of the job, you're building, growing, and managing that business. Well, the minute you do that, recognize that you no longer are simply in the plumbing business. You're now more in the business of, through marketing channels, talking people into paying you for being in the plumbing business. That's very important to recognize. Absolutely. You know, your brand, we're doing it. We're a village, right? So when you think about a bank, do you need a bank? And think about all the big banks out there or do you need a village do you need a villager who puts your relationship first who wants to earn your business who wants to own your relationship and be there for you and your team who wants to run alongside you as you build something special whether that's with debt whether it's with credit cards whether it's with implementing technology through paying your employees and most importantly we always want to do the right thing even when it's a difficult conversation to protect you and to say have you thought about this have you thought about that on the other hand i think it's great when we talk about you know you and i were talking about a client earlier that they want to start another piece of their business we are talking oh well i can get you some some historical numbers on that size of business in that trade and what an income statement should look like with X amount of employees. We we have that data. We want to earn, keep earning that business and make sure we're doing the right thing for that client. It is so important. That relates to multiple income streams within your business. This is an incredibly interesting topic. We're going to take another break and we will come back and talk about that very thing. The question is, what are you spending money on right now in your business? We'll be right back. We can't forget to get to threats. What's that? Threats. We didn't do threats. Oh, we didn't finish so it off. I have an ingenious opportunity for you. It puts business owners like you in contact with other businesses to barter goods and services without cash. With over 20,000 businesses involved, chances are we have the products and services you want. Barter dollars are the same value as real dollars, so when someone buys from you, those barter dollars can be used to purchase goods and services. You can watch our video by going to thebarterguide.com or call me at 952-856-8866. Again, that number, 952-856-8866. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you 
up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Russell Williams Home Services is your go-to company for all your window cleaning, pressure washing, and gutter cleaning needs. Serving the greater Minneapolis metro area since 2007, we have the tools, equipment, and knowledge to properly care for your home or business. We offer competitive, transparent pricing and free on-site or online consultations. Our large workforce allows us to complete even substantial projects, such as apartments, schools, and assisted living complexes in a timely manner, often in a single day. To see our window cleaning pricing structure and a completely of services we provide, please visit our website at cleanmywindowsnow.com or reach us by phone at 612-423-3059. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, greatwatersfinancial.com. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612-202-8321. That's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. One, one. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. 
888-666-0639. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, welcome back. We are here another last Saturday of every month. Village Bank online talking about how to build and grow your business, how to create new plans for the following and coming year. And some of the things that I think we would like to jump off on here are technology and growth related to technology. But, you know, Alicia, we missed one of our uh, act, one of our letters here in our SWOT analysis, and that was threats to your business. Can we talk a little bit about that and then jump back? Absolutely. Did we really miss that? Or were we just taking an opportunity to keep everyone listening? Um, Threats. So that's the last letter in SWAT. And let's get back to that example that we are using with a mutual client that we have. So as he looks to build his business model and additional revenue lines, uh, one piece, he, he can go to the bank and say, okay, what are my threats? Banker, villager, how, uh, I want to know industry stats on this industry, this size of company. I want to know how many employees, what are their assets per employee? How long does it take to scale? What can you tell me about the software technology they're using? Do you know anything about the piece of equipment I'm going to have to buy? It's about 300 grand. Uh, would I be looking at terming that out over three years or 10 years or something in the middle? Uh, what would a rate be? Have you, do you bank a lot of these types of clients? Uh, what do you see going on in their business? Are there employees available? Managers available? Should I be buying someone else's business right now? What do I do, villager? And that's where our villagers pop in and we say, okay, this is what we've seen. The good, the bad, the ugly, the SWAT. Interesting. So the, the, uh, Potential challenges might be perceived as threats in and of itself to, to determine growth, right? Absolutely. Or by knowing the threats of the industry and and he already has a business saying, whoa, those are actually opportunities for me because I already do this, this and this. All I got to do is add this piece. So that brings us right back to where we left the break. And that is to say, who are your suppliers? Who are your vendors? Who are your subcontractors? And how much money are you spending? So I think it interesting that a lot of business owners will, will find success in one area of business. And then you'll find them investing in some abstract, odd business that has virtually nothing whatever to do with the business that they're in, the core competency, competency that they've developed, the, uh, the knowledge and, and experience that they've developed is not put to use in any way, shape, or form. And now the next thing you know, the new business that has nothing to do with the good operating business begins to need subsidizing from the good business, and pretty soon they're both going down in flames. So the question is, how do I create a multiple income stream that is unique unto itself, but it's something that I'm already doing and thoroughly understand? So imagine a business 
that does a million dollars a year in volume, but is spending two, three hundred thousand dollars a year paying someone else for a component within that business. Then the question immediately becomes, well, if I started a business doing that exact thing, I would instantly have two to three hundred thousand dollars in revenue to throw at it. And I could purchase a piece of equipment that would allow me to do this thing. And maybe then even the, if I need a, a location to do it, that new business will buy me another asset that I can throw on the balance sheet. Wow, that's amazing. And that's an opportunity to talk to your banker, talk to your villager, and let and and have these ideas, share these ideas with them. Because maybe your banker knows of a building that's for sale. Maybe they know of some TIF money in a certain city or county that's available. There is so many opportunities for I use air quotes here, free money right now. But a lot of liquidity still in the market, um, especially, you know, we're in Anoka County. We're north of the suburbs. But I would say there's those opportunities east. There's opportunities south. Uh, there's those opportunities in Minneapolis right now. So work with your banker to find that. Also financing. So if you're going to, this new revenue line, if that's going to be a new LLC, which I think it should be, um, are you are you doing an SBA loan? For the, a new business where you need some capital um, or equity, you need to purchase a piece of equipment, maybe you want a small line of credit, all three of those pieces are 7A pieces with amazing rates right now. Um, so you could take advantage of that. Now, your previous business, your your current LLC, going to have to guarantee this new LLC, personal guarantee, business guarantee, corporate guarantee. Yep, that's going to happen. But guess what? You're an entrepreneur. It's already on the line, right? The building, if you're going to do an owner, it's true. If you're going to do an owner occupied building, um, right now, 25 year fixed rates on the half, the second half of the loan using the 504. Um, 51% of the building has to be occupied by you. Otherwise, I mean, it, so yeah. what, what she's saying is when you can amortize a loan over a longer period of time, you have less monthly amount to service that loan, which gives you the ability to have better cash flow and become more profitable. And if you're buying a building at $500,000, $1 $1,000,000, and the rate is 3.5%, or the rate is uh, 9.5%, think of how different those payments are going to be. Think about where pay rates are at today. And if you get a fixed rate at, let's say, 5%, what that looks like over time versus 8 or 9%. Look at the business that we're talking about that would be a horizontal marketing strategy and recognize that the other person who is doing this work for you, that may be their primary business, which means that in addition to paying for the work and all the operational costs, they need to make a profit on top of that. And that profit number could be used for that business because you're already making enough income for yourself and your personal life. You don't need that to occur. So that means you have more money to invest in marketing, for buying a business, for purchasing a piece. Maybe there's a piece of equipment that you know doggone well that business owner should have, but because they're pulling money out to support their lifestyle, something you won't need to do with a horizontal marketing strategy in a new business, they can't afford to buy that new necessary piece of equipment, but you will be able to and hence you can beat your own your own vendor at their own game imagine that that's what horizontal marketing and and looking at a multiple income stream in that you support that already 
Absolutely, Todd. You're you're right. I mean, that's why SWOT analysis, you know, I know it's a fancy acronym, but it, it, these are so important. So anytime you're making that decision about that $300,000 piece of equipment or that next building, really run through this in your head. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? Because that strategic plan is all about what are your objectives going to be? What are your three to five objectives going to be? Are they... Uh, do they meet your financial goals? Um, are they in line with the goals of the business long term? And it's okay to say, gosh, that machine is shiny and beautiful, but I don't need it right now. It doesn't align with where I'm going and what my three-year plan to sell the business is. Um, I, I think it's so important to say, it's okay. It, it is, even though we talk about the great rates and we talk about all the opportunity, if you're like, COVID's been too much, this great resignation people are talking about, I'm out. I want the shiny boat. Good for you. Go to your banker, your villager, and say, who's buying? We just had one of my very favorite all-time customers. I'll never forget the day they walked in the bank uh, almost like 20 years ago and said, we'll do business with you. Because I called on them so many times. It was just such a great moment. They were going to hire a broker to sell their business. I said, why don't you just pause on that a little? Because we know people. Let's just start talking. They're selling their business now. Four guys that have been in this a long time. They're three retired. They're selling their business. And guess what? They paid us zero for that transaction. We're financing it. It's awesome for us. We get to keep the business, get keep local business alive, help Main Street out. But I mean, that's we do this. We get to celebrate this exit. Well, that, you know that, but that's that's the point as well that I was making is that you do that, you create that additional income stream. You aren't paying anything for it because you're already spending this money. And then remember that if you were that business owner in that specific unique business, as opposed to already having one that's paying you. Well, what would you want to earn as the business owner overseeing that? Not, I don't mean doing the work. You're going to have to pay for that no matter what. But if you were to pay yourself as the business owner, 60, 80, a hundred thousand dollars or more, imagine that in that instance, you don't need that money. And how much faster can that business grow if you have that amount of money to inject back into the business in the form of purchasing automation or marketing? You can leapfrog over somebody like that. And create that business, not just with your own personal offset of revenue that you're spending on it, but now you can build it into a separate business and an additional income stream unto itself. Absolutely. So if you are looking at selling your business, these are some of the conversations that you would have with your banker, you would have with your business or advisor. <laughs> yeah, business advisor or even, you know, a broker. We have a really great relationship with Sunbelt. Uh, Tom Sadler over there is amazing and he is really good at walking owners through what they're, what the business is really worth and then generally we'll have someone else to buy it. And so I think that Todd's good if you're, you're, you're in that business and you're trying to figure out that direction. We're good if, Hey, I need some financing for this transaction. I'm going to be buying this business. I think it's a really good combination to find your right fit, whether it's you're going to call Sunbelt and say, we're going this direction or, Hey, I really need some financing over here. There's so many opportunities in the market. Um, and there's so much help 
in the market that you can't say you don't know what to do anymore because right. there's someone out there that can help you. Building your strategic plan to grow and expand gives you the ability to be decisive in the directions that you go. And you have to, in today's, you you have to be capable of making decisions and feeling confident in those decisions. So having a strategic plan gives you the ability to do that, right? Absolutely. It's the ability to do that. It's the ability to communicate with others the direction you're going. I move really fast. So if we have a strategic plan down, I'm always reminded about what our six objectives are and what we're accomplishing. And we're always going back to that. Uh, What I also think it does is it shows you patterns and history. If we have a three-year plan in place, we know what we got done and we know what we have to do yet over the next three years. Now, does that pivot? Does that change? Especially today? Yes. But if it's People like me keeps people like me on task. I'll say that all day. My villagers will appreciate that. It also, as a team, we get to look at what worked, what didn't work. What did we miss? What did we know? Um, why did we know it? Where are we listening? Where are we not listening? It's just there's so many opportunities to go back and look at numbers uh, and look at plans uh, look at key pieces that make a difference in your business. And then, you know, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, where your focus needs to lie going forward. When you think about uh, the, just the term of a, of a business owner or an entrepreneur, you're striving to be the person who is overseeing the growth, looking at the numbers, building the culture and understanding every element. When you're immersed in the business as a practitioner within your own business, very, very tough to do that. And so you've got to move to a point where you can set your step outside of the actual work of the business and go into the work of management and growth. And then understanding all these different components that make you nimble, make you able to to address and deal with issues to expand and grow. If you don't have that, you're too involved in the day-by-day survival and you have very little chance of growing. The way you do that is through financing. That's the thing. You got to know that. Alicia, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. I'm glad our village is supporting entrepreneurs. Last Saturday of every month. We'll see you next month at the same last Saturday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.
Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot